run us, the mind that is able to see an impression and create an object out of it. So the, the eye naturally sees a whole range of colours and in an unbroken continuum. And then your mind can actually just bunch up a particular set, say this is, this is John, this is Matt, this is Carpet, it's just that sense of choosing and selecting and holding attention around a particular um, area that we recognize. So this is what creates an object for us, this act of attention. Is that, that particular thing there. Mm. And it's separate from me. Mm. Something out there. Attention creates an object and creates a sense of separateness so I can then look about it, think about it. I want to do about it, it's not me, there it is. Mm-hmm. Is that? The other aspect of mind, chitta, or sensitivity, or excuse me, tonality, is what I feel, is what I'm feeling. So I feel slightly alarmed, I feel quite mm-hmm. joyful, bright. Mm-hmm. Uh, feels with perceptions, mood and feelings, mental feelings moods, associations, memories, resonances, uh, intuitions. Mm. Jitta creates a sense of a subject. Mm. Okay. Really, it tells you more about yourself or it creates that sense of, you know, hey, this, this is connecting to me. This is not separate from me. It means something to me. I'm involved here. So the two operating together create the world an external thing and the self as an internal um, experience. This is how it, how it happens, these two uh, mental activities. Mm. The, when you the act of attention is useful for just being able to, to stay and uh, stay with something. You know, it's, it's a steadying quality. There's a neutral feeling to it. Just that's the way it is. That it's there just to hold an object and it has neutrality. Uh, sense of 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 chitta or tonality is pleasant and painful. Thing, you know, I want to move towards that. I don't want to move away from it. <coughs> so it's, it gives you these kind of resonances which get you going. So one helps to stay stable, objective, objective, which is, has its uses, and one enables you to be more subjective, which has its values. One's about functionality. The other's more about meaning, significance, value, so forth. They both. You know, big factors in our life. So, the, what's the meaning? What's the value? What's the quality of the things? How am I moved by it? How am I affected by it? So recognizing this is just a, a, a standard part of what we're, what happens for us in any moment. Something that's not always known because some of the effects are they clear or they're confusing or they're awkward they, they 
you know, they don't necessarily fit in with functionality. And the functionality just when I had to do something, what it is. Um, so if you get a value that's saying, well, I don't know, what, I don't know if I like this or not. Uh, I don't feel really comfortable here. And if you're driven towards functionality, you say, well, just shut up, get on with it. <laughs> you know, so the, the tonality can easily be or tends to be squashed um, because it can get in the way when we're we've got to, we've got to do things, make things, get things, have things. But uh, of course, the, the uh, pitfall of that is when the, when that tonal quality, that subjective quality, is is uh, not um, listened to and not properly attended to, then subjectively, internally, we feel uh, ill at ease, uh, feel confused, we feel separated, we feel they feel bunged up, we may feel anxious, we may feel um, I don't know what's going on here what's this about you know? I don't think there's a place here for me I don't feel, I don't feel I'm here with this this is all the you know, the, the chitta uh, experiences mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily uh, created by a particular any particular object in itself but maybe the kind of attitude that we've bred that you know to be functional to get on to make things work to be quick and so forth you know so there's no room for subjectivity and this is leads us to a, a, a quite a um, dysfunctional or uh, kind of fractured uh, relationship and particularly when we're dealing with, uh, say, just uh, living together or having a body or having a mind, having thoughts, and our programming is well, do something, make it work, make it good, make it right, get something out of this, have something with it, like a functional drive. Yeah. And then this disturbed jitta experience starts to become very apparent. Yeah, because uh, you know what? What is there to get or have when we're looking for peace of mind, or joy, or kindness, or compassion, or friendship, yeah, or a sense of feeling okay with ourselves? These are values, aren't they? You can't have them, and make them, get them, perform them. So that that drive, you know, has to really be changed. We have to go more into a really enhancing and following and calming and steadying and gladdening and brightening the chitta, the tonality of our experience. Which we can do with quite simple objects of attention, the sensation of walking, breathing in and out, sensing one's body, uh, eating, um, washing. It's you know ordinary old things that everybody does. Computer bodies do. So, with this, we're not really uh, asking to, to have any particularly you know, special um, things to to meditate on, but to but to really change our way of attending to things. You know, just, how am I with this? You know, 
Can I settle in this? Can I rest in this? Can I receive this? Uh, I can't. What's what's in the way there? Is it impatience or frustration or you know, or is something you know the things we one feels quite contracted? Or I'm actually kind of reaching out. I want something bigger and fluffier and art and more exciting or stimulating and cuddly and juicy and tasty and warm, whatever it is. Uh, kind of the, and then how do we, these are, these just uh, effects? Desire on one hand, the reaching out and the kind of contracted state, which is a sort of fear, anger, sadness, this kind of flattened state. Mm. No, so how do we you know, clean and work these out? Mm. Now when we so when we come to meditate we have to be quite aware of how how uh, functionality um, can um, dominate our lives and then we can make meditation into a function you know, do this, get this done, get to this stage three of those, then you're on the mark, you know, you should get to this place, you've got to make this work, you've got to sit for so long, or, you know, so that even though, you know, there's nothing wrong with all sorts of meditation techniques, but how to, to handle the programming of our minds into, you know, I've got to do this, and get a result, make it work, get somewhere, so on. Yeah. Which again is really overriding uh, the tonality of our, of our minds, jitter effects, like what's actually happening in any particular moment right now, and what's really being sensed. The drive to get on, the feeling of inadequacy, the hunger to be something or have something, the sense of irritation or weariness of having to do things, these, these jitter effects, these tonal things. So, in meditation, we really have to use our systems and processes such as walking meditation, breathing and out, just sitting here as simple objects, something that you're just using in order to rest your attention on on particular thing, on a particular form, so that in that you can then contemplate the tonality of what's happening for you, and then using um, things like the rhythm of breathing or the qualities of kindness, uh, compassion, uh, joyfulness. Uh, forgiveness, these things, just using heart to uh, relieve or begin to refresh the tonality of our minds. You know, when one is not particularly driven along in terms of of, of, function, then in fact, attention itself becomes something that's much less um, 
is much more uh, a question of attuning to things. You see, so attention on a fairly coarse level is just the ability to know, you know, that's a door, that's a cat, or something like that, just that book. You've got it there. But then, of course, when one is, is less hurried, or, you know, more, more at ease, then we pick up the particular, we can contemplate particular qualities of that thing. You can be tuned to the suppleness of a cat, or the, the movement of it, or the, you know, the energy of it, how, how you pick it up, you can see these things. Um, and this becomes particularly apparent when we're dealing with a tactile, our own tactile consciousness, so our own sense of touch. Which is uh, extremely um, evocative. Yeah. Just attending to the body with no particular agenda, but just to feed it out. So, in this sense, we're not, say, trying to hold attention to one particular point. We can do, but that's not. That's not. That doesn't have to be an issue. You're not trying to develop anything that developments occur, but that, that happens anyway, because I have to be a big schedule or agenda. So that, that that functional drive to become, we're taking that out of attention. We don't really want to know, just name what a thing is, but really get a fuller feeling for it, so that we're bringing uh, the, the, the tonality of our minds into the act of attention, the chitta and the manas kind of coming together. This is particularly with the tactile sense, because the tactile consciousness is much more subjective than any other form. Tactile consciousness always is going to involve me. I can look at something, oh that's interesting, oh that's pretty, and well, there it goes, mm-hmm, so what, yeah, fine. Yeah. It's out there. Something touches me, I want to know exactly what that is. <laughs> yeah. This is this is affecting me you know, immediately, without any choice in the matter. You know, you can get reflexes that completely override and, and precede one's ability to think or decide what you're going to do. It just happens. Tactile consciousness is, look, brain, you're too slow. Get out of the way. You know, this is this is more important than your ideas and thoughts. This doesn't feel good. This is too hot. This is too cold. This is insane. And it's doing that. So it's very much like immediately involves one uh, much more instantly and choicelessly than uh, any other uh, sense base. You you don't have time. You don't because it's it's based upon the sense that this is be life and death. It's going to be life-threatening. It's touching this body. It's highly attuned. So that the the in this case, when we contemplate tactile experience, mm-hmm. uh, you get very uh, very distinct tonal qualities to it because that's that's what it's about. It's about telling you very telling you, or even if you don't listen, telling your central nervous system, this is comfortable. This is not comfortable. Yeah. This is this is threatening. This is not threatening. 
it happens even if, you, even if your attention isn't there your body jumps something touches it or you know, is pleased so there's a, a very strong um, subjective tonality to it that's associated with all tactile consciousness and we realise that the tactile consciousness is not it's spread over this entire body tips of your toes up to the crown of the head it's all it's all there isn't it it's all picking up it's all kind of sensing there's not a bit of it that doesn't count so when we sit and, and meditate just coming into the body and the importance of that to come into really you know how one's sense of self sits or occupies or is, is stabilized yeah. it's only a sense but it's a very powerful sense a sense of self is it comfortable? Does it feel okay? Feel nourished? Feel frightened? Hungry? Something not right here? Mm. And just attuning to this the tactile consciousness, the sensations in the body to bring around the sense of comfort, well-being, kindness, the sense of the the okayness of being here. As in the moment, sitting here, nobody's bothering me. Nobody's going to jump on me. Nobody's going to demand anything of me. It's all right here. Now, one can be carrying in one's thought and memories and perceptions the instinct feelings of having been jumped on or told one's not all right. These kind of memories and things still lurking, so the, the tonality of one's mind can still be quite cramped or flustered or frustrated or um, desperate or something like that. So then, you know, but coming to this, to this tactile sense, actually, the more fully you come into this, the more you, you can relax and undo those those effects. So coming into the body, the body sense is, is really a refuge place because it takes us into a place where a tonality can be attuned to well-being, to completeness, to a sense of integrity. This is here, this is my space, I'm occupying it. It's okay to fully feel and occupy this, breathe in and breathe out. Nothing you have to perform within that doesn't have to have a particular kind of sensation you don't have to be good at anything um, nobody's going to take this particular space away from you it's all, you know, it's what it is you have a chance to to dwell in it enjoy it feel it make peace with it
you know, often we we kind of conceive of the, even the sensations and the uh, things that we do in meditation, like walking or breathing, in quite coarse terms. You know, the, uh, <coughs> what we think our body is, <coughs> what we kind of assume our body is, we carry that along. So we're we're tuning in to uh, fairly crude, uh, coarse. Um, things you know in the body so we can you know, walking along footsteps that's to do with the feet isn't it so it's walking along to 20-30 footsteps blonk 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 turn around walk back in that's it body walking or breathing in and out oh that's something that between the nose and the lungs nose and lungs nose and lungs nose and lungs so you know one's conception of what the experience is comes in and dominates that experience and it's also and it's dealing with these assumptions or ideas about the body that are that are formulated in a fairly uh, crude way you know, simplistic way and you can sense that because they're very much attention created they're object created experiences they're the experience of the body as an object there very much in the school following the inclinations of of simple attention not into the sensing it the tonality of it because when you really get into the tonality of breathing in and out there's no nose there's no chest there's no it's just you know flow, fountains, cascades, rhythms, pulses, tingles, you know, streams, brightness, shimmering, things like that. Yeah. And you, you, you can sense within all that body formation, as it's called, this kind of momentary um, flow of subtle feeling, uh, subtle sensation, tactile sensation. It's, it's very much that that's a tonal impression it's a jitter impression of breathing rather than an object impression of breathing you know which, which we would take say you know, breathing in through your nose into your lungs now again which, which is true in a way that's, that's one thing that happens but as a subjective experience that's what happens you know, if you really get into it I mean, you can make it, that's what happens, because you keep saying that or thinking that or holding that model up, so you, you keep kind of putting yourself back into that particular thing. But, but um, it isn't what's really sensed and felt. It's what's thought and conceived and preconceived. And it's not to deny that the attention preconception has its values. You know, it's there as, a, as something to to moor ourselves with so yeah we know we're breathing in we know we're breathing out you know, we, we can hold that and yet holding that lightly enough to be able to be open to the tonality of that experience because that's where you get the sense of really it becomes mine you know, it's no longer an object out there that I've got to do and all those kind of programs come up I've got to find and have and stay with and make it into something because it's an object it becomes me it's subjective uh, and with that the sense of bonding to that is what gives one um, what con- concentration rapture occurs pity 
rapture occurs because one is, one is at a level where rapture is normal the sense of momentary suffusion and enjoyment is what uh, occurs at when we go to the more subtle tonal experience of breathing and put aside the objective uh, coarser aspect of how breathing can be described the quality of rapture is quite normal but it's very difficult to do from the, from the breath as an object so it's considered to be a big attainment which it is if you do it in a very difficult way it is, it is quite an attainment to get some, some rapture going if you persist in doing it in the most difficult way possible <laughs> but if you come to, to where you, you feel touched by breathing then rapture is almost you know, something you've got to kind of calm, you know, quieten down because the sense of being touched is by itself an extremely evocative experience for us. And being touched with such you know, steady, rhythmic, soft and almost intimate uh, intimacy of breathing with the energy that it brings up, the kind of suffusive, brightening and calming, you know, filling and draining is very very warming, very nourishing, almost very loving in a way. So, you know, rather than say trying to put a lot of attention, you know, in that particular sense of the word, trying to focus on the breath as, an, as a particular object occurring in a place in the body, going to the sense of realizing that we know we're breathing, we can feel it. How does it feel? Just you know, one in one inhalation. This is the total differences as you breathe in and out. What? How the whole tactile consciousness is shaped and resonates with that. <coughs> and when you you go to that sort of subtle form, rather than. Uh, coarser level of form you also find that the, the mind has a, has a subtler um, graduate uh, way of perceiving things for a start there's no big gaps you, know, you don't have a, an object and a space and another object You get even the, even the spaces have a particular tonal quality to them they can feel like uh, you know, uh, open, bright Relieved, have, have tonality to them. So it's like you actually, at that level, your mind is is always you know, filled by by a tonal experience. Um, so you don't have to find one. You don't get the kind of on-off thing, and and the mind quietens down. feel satisfied, it quiets down. Like if you want to see something with your eyes, you know, look at something, then you can look at something and you can think about it. Yeah. And like that's quite easy to do. But when you want to really want to find out, hey, what's that sensation in my left side of my neck? 
You want it to shut up. If you want to think it's a subtle sensation, to stop thinking in order to really feel it. That's one of the uh, advantages of the tactile consciousness. You know, it, it does quieten the mind. Because to really sense something, how a thing feels for you, you have to uh, the mind to stop thinking and, and, and listen in. <coughs> so this is um, an important tactile sense is an important uh, base for um, Buddhist meditation for the calming and for insight both calming because it has the nature of quietening attention and insight because it really touches where you're at you know. Gives you, it's it's, asking, it's it's giving you a check out whether you, how impatient one is or how you know whether whether there's a sense of unwillingness you know, or, or, or held back quality we don't really feel we can reach out and feel something we feel kind of nervous and held back or we're trying to find something else and reaching over the top of it and it, so it helps to to us to understand some of the ways our chitta is distorted and be able to release those effects and come into true alignment with the tactile experience just just in order to come into alignment in the end of course tactile consciousness is just that it's just that you know, just subtle feeling pleasant, neutral, whatever uh, at the end of the day so what? but using it as a place to clear away the neediness the fearfulness, the tightness the impatience, the um, faltering, mm, uh, the fascinated, mm. so that we come into an alignment of clarity and balance. And this is extremely useful. You can cultivate this breathing in, breathing out, sitting here, walking up and down. Now the main thing I dislike to again is to is if, if you're going to practice with the tactile consciousness you have to really go to that and not to the mental idea of it or the, or the visual or the thing that's based upon a visual um, experience of it so we may have a mental idea of walking along which is just basically going from one place to another you know, mental idea and you think it's something your feet do um, you don't, but if you go to the tactile quality, you realise that when you walk along, in your back, it's quite like happening in your back, in your shoulders, and your hips. You know, they're all, it's all there. And really, you know, though of course the, the, this, this coarse sensation is happening in the feet, which act as a, as a kind of um, uh, something you can more attention with, but still, the whole body knows it's walking. You know, the neck knows it's walking. What what is it that keeps us upright? The back knows it's walking. What is it that shifts the the the, the muscles from one hip to the other that, that powers walking? The body knows it's walking. It knows what to do, and we have to listen to it. Now, if we come from the idea of it, then it can be likely that we're trying to uh, attend to something actually is not the way it really is. So it gets very hard. 
when you're trying to attune your citta to an experience that it's not having and saying well try just concentrate try harder just concentrate and stop thinking just concentrate okay, but and the chitta say look I'm not having this experience how can I concentrate on it <laughs> and he goes no no you are having it now just quiet down do that get there do it will you but you know all you get from that as a result is the feeling of, of some tension and frustration and goodness me I've been walking for five minutes already how long does this go on for you know, here we go again another 30 25 paces there's no 25 paces in walking but it doesn't know that Jitta doesn't doesn't work on that level of you know the future the past the end of the path it, it only works and tonally attuned to the present and this is what we do so just walking along learning to sense what your body is sensing as you walk just the contact with the air the contact with the space the navigating through the space the sense of, of the pressures and the rhythms uh, learning to relax the body so you don't walk with your head dragging your body along or walk um, you, know, you really walk with, as the body likes to move itself along and then you you find that you're creating a base in which these tonal effects can be sensed and the dis-ease or distress of the jitta can be massaged out by giving it a pleasant abiding place to align itself to standing meditation you know, what do we do when we stand what are we supposed to meditate on of standing you know, what are we supposed to do you know? well, there you are you're doing it you know, it doesn't have to be a particularly uh, refined object just a sense of how the body stands and that takes quite some practice actually to, to stop uh, leaning in your body to stop tensing up in your body but to find a way in which the body aligns itself the back relaxes and the, the weight is carried down by the legs and the feet and the rest of the body just floats there sensing and feeling its space so much of the time uh, our functional drives continually add more than we need to be doing they create all kinds of flurries and flusters that you've got to you know, that create tension in the body mm-hmm. and, and make the jitta, the tonality, the sensitivity of it um, panicked or aghast or confused really it's, it's a simplicity of attention quietness of attention so we can enhance our sensitivity and receptivity this is, what, this is where the disease and distress lies in this area this is what we can clean out through meditation so tonight we have this um, meditation vigil and (coughs) um, (coughs) to take the opportunity 
um, people living here and visitors who'd like to stay then we'll be holding this particular group formulation for till midnight and you're welcome to stay as long as you like within that <coughs> Mm-hmm.